For the ones who know that a little late is always too late. And that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. And our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com slash KeepStock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done. guys welcome to this week's episode of the inside line formula 1 podcast so guys i know we're a little late this week but we've got great news mika hakkinen the mika hakkinen is coming to india and guess what guys he's going to be a guest on our podcast and our blog and he's going to be live with us woohoo <laughs> We've actually been so busy figuring things out with Mika Hakkinen's team. We we got delayed by a few days to record the podcast, but I think we finally got everything figured out. So you're going to get a lot of Mika Hakkinen content over the next ten days. So remember to tune in to us every time we put out a podcast, and you can subscribe to us on iTunes and on Audio Boom. And uh, we're also available on Book My Show Jukebox, as you already know. Kunal, I'm very excited because I think this is the first time we have a double world champion on our podcast. Yes, it's a milestone. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had Nico Rosberg on the podcast in 2013. Yes, but that was like three years before he became a world champion, and he has no chance of being a world champion again. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I can't wait to talk to Hakkinen about the 2017 Formula One season, and I'm waiting to know what he thinks about the whole Hamilton versus Vettel battle that happened, and obviously what he thinks of Max Verstappen, the man everyone's talking about. Yes, I will definitely ask him about the two Finns, Valtteri Bottas and Kimi Raikkonen, because I remember he actually backed both their careers when they were just starting out, and what he actually thinks of them right now, probably what's gone wrong with them, and what does the future hold in store for them. And uh, most crucially, I'd love to ask him about Alton Senna because they were teammates, and Michael Schumacher because they had a fantastic rivalry going uh, back in the nineties. And let's remember, Mika Hakkinen is actually coming to India to promote a social cause, a, a cause that we on the Inside Line F1 podcast also believe in. It's called to never drink and drive. Yes, and Kunal, this is a promotion by Johnny Walker, and Mika Hakkinen is obviously their global ambassador. I am definitely going to join the pact, and I think all our listeners should too. Yes, I'm going to definitely join the pact as well, especially if. Mika and Mithila are going to tell me to join the pack, <laughs> <laughs> but you know I'm going to do it actually in front of Mika, and you guys are going to get to see me do it actually, uh, so that you know that we are actually walking the talk. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, a quick preview of our podcast this week. So, four dominating seasons and eight combined world championships. Congratulations, Mercedes! I can't say we're surprised, <laughs> and obviously, <laughs> congratulations, Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg. But you know, I've been waiting to say this: Lewis and Sebastian both won a world championship on the same day. Lewis won in Formula One, and Sebastian Ogier actually won at the World Rally Championships. So, congratulations <laughs> to both Lewis and Sebastian. Congrats, guys! <laughs> But now that the Formula One World Championships are concluded, I got a few questions to ask. Will Lewis Hamilton be able to chase down Michael Schumacher's race wins and World Driver Championship records? 
uh, is Lewis Hamilton the greatest driver ever? Everyone's been asking this question and I frankly hate such cross-generational comparisons anyway. Uh, and we will actually uh, have, or rather will we actually have, a Lewis Hamilton versus a Sebastian Vettel versus a Max Verstappen battle next year. Let's remember we had it only for a few corners at the recently concluded Mexican Grand Prix, and I can't wait for 2018. And I'd love to add Ricciardo to that list too. And Kunal, I'm wondering a few things too. Uh, I'm wondering if Alonso could have won the World Drivers' Championship in 2017, if he was at Ferrari still. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm wondering if Esteban Ocon might be a thorn to Ricciardo's appointment in Mercedes in 2019. Yes, so... <laughs> well, Daniel Ricciardo's in an interesting place. Red Bull Racing want him. Ferrari and Mercedes want him too, but I think he really needs to pick who he would be okay playing second fiddle to. Would it be Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen or Sebastian Vettel? Yeah, and Red Bull Racing have told him a public lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they said that he'd get equal treatment, but we all know how Vettel versus Weber in Red Bull Racing was, so... Could be a repeat. <laughs> <laughs> Multi-21. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Martin Brundle amid all these things that Verstappen stole in Red Bull Racing from Ricciardo. Yes, I think uh, Daniel Ricciardo will be the key mover and shaker in the 2019 driver silly season. And frankly, I don't think we're going to hear an announcement soon enough. Gives us more time to speculate. <laughs> <laughs> but there was some interesting exchange of praises between Ricciardo and Hamilton. But then again, you know, Lewis Hamilton praises everyone, including himself. No, that's not true. Lewis Hamilton does not praise Nico Rosberg. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he makes up for that by praising his fans all the time. You know, the best in the world and all of that. <laughs> but another question in my head, Kunal... Does Vettel not believe that Ferrari can deliver him his next championship? Ouch, hmm. now. These are some really good questions to ponder over. Oh, by the way, on Sebastian Vettel, he's pulled out of this year's race of champions, the very race where Pascal Wehrlein had an accident last year. And people are saying this is because he wants to give his 100% focus to Ferrari. But I think he's probably pulled out because he could not be the champion this year. And this is the race of champions. <laughs> <laughs> That's just being mean, Kunal. <laughs> yeah, I'm being rude. And of course, I was like a PJ. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's not just you. You're in some pretty illustrious company because guess who? Fernando Alonso and Felipe Massa are being rude to Sebastian Vettel too. So there was some weird below-the-belt comments on Vettel. And this is, of course, while they were praising Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> I remember how Alonso is called the 2017 Drivers' Championship, Lewis's easiest win of the season. Wow. I'm not sure Lewis concurs to that, given how it's actually been a roller coaster for them. But then, uh, you know, Lewis Hamilton actually added to the Sebastian Vettel underhanded comments as well. And I'm sure these are mind games for next year already. And this was when Hamilton complimented Verstappen's talent and said that he would have to raise his game to another level next year to beat Max Verstappen. Yeah, clearly a dig against the two Germans, you know, Nico Rosberg and Vettel. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, Nico Rosberg is no longer the champion and Lewis Hamilton's happy to have taken the title away from him, I'm guessing. But uh, after his victory in Mexico, I'm talking of Max Verstappen, uh, he said that he wants to dominate and win uh, like Lewis Hamilton and he does not want to have too much competition. And I know a lot of fans were actually disappointed with his statement. But guys, let's face it, that's the ultimate truth. That's how every single driver wants it. They want it easy. But 
that's also how we wanted in life right we all want everything easy in life yeah honestly full marks to max for being honest but i hope that there's no domination by anyone next season we don't need it <laughs> <laughs> so max verstappen wants to dominate at red bull basically what he's trying to do is he's trying to do what sebastian vettel did out there a few years ago and i think verstappen's already gone the vettel way by calling the fia steward in austin an idiot <laughs> <laughs> but i think verstappen's going to have to raise his game because that's far too mild compared to what vettel did <laughs> <laughs> so uh, max verstappen actually apologized to the fia his first apology was actually on instagram and i just don't know if the fia even use instagram for that matter <laughs> but with the whole hamilton vettel tangle on the opening lap i think we were honestly robbed of a fight between the three best drivers in mexico quite disappointing yes and luckily we had a fight with them in qualifying and there was a lot of fun so like i keep saying i can't wait for 2018 and uh, for me the best part of the race in mexico was vettel and hamilton being demoted to the back of the grid after their lap 1 incident because their battle was just so interesting and uh, like i asked on my blog with the world championships now settled can we have both vettel and uh, hamilton start at the back of the grid in brazil and abu dhabi and add some more excitement to what could be boring races because <laughs> the championship has settled now yeah i mean brazil is always fun so i'm looking forward to that and yeah i think that could certainly spice up you know the abu dhabi grand prix which is probably going to be very bland <laughs> <laughs> And uh, ever since Liberty Media has taken over the sport, our talk about Formula One section has only become bigger, and that's a great sign. And I read that Liberty Media want to explore MotoGP style three by three starting grids. Yes, but please test this format in the lower formula before implementing it in Formula One straight away. Big request. Oh yeah, we wouldn't want to see a repeat of the debacle of the elimination-based qualifying system that we saw a few seasons ago. Yes. and but just a thought in case two cars on the same row end up stalling on the grid and i don't know but this could be a renault or a honda powered car next year <laughs> i hope not but anyway in case two cars end up stalling on the same row wouldn't we have a massive start line crash itself <laughs> i'm guessing maybe that's liberty media's plan kunal to induce more crashes and you know more action off the line ouch <laughs> such a formation would mean that the accident zone would move from you know turn 1 to the actual starting line itself though <laughs> <laughs> so you could actually have drivers who wouldn't absolutely make it even to turn 1 yeah <laughs> but uh, liberty media's new payout plan could see the teams earning less money from Formula 1 in the in due course and of course I don't know if the teams would ever accept such a plan unless the much awaited budget cap proposal uh, that Liberty Media is going to announce on the 7th of November actually ends up working. Yeah, we just have a few days to go for that. Though they announced the new engine regulations and they called it cheaper, noisier and powerful engines. So I thought we'd go back to V10s or V12s for that matter, but no, we'll still have hybrids. <laughs> <laughs> So the existing manufacturers aren't too pleased with the current regulations, and that's it's how it's always been. I mean, every time there's a rule change, teams are complaining. I guess that's Formula One. But Aston Martin and a few other potential uh, manufacturers are apparently interested. So let's see which way this goes. This is for 2021, so it's many years into the future. Kunal, honestly, I just want regulations which make engines easy to make for the manufacturers, and crucially, they should be easier to mount on and off the cars. 
As I understand, the new regulations at least have taken the easier amount and dismount aspect into consideration. Yes, and I really hope this helps because every time between FP3 and qualifying, if there is ever an engine change, that driver is pretty much almost never going to participate. And uh, hopefully this will take care of that. So, uh, Liberty Media's attempts in Mexico, we should talk of those attempts as well. They were pretty good. Sergio Perez's radio message on the formation lap was actually broadcast on the circuit's PA system to all his fans. And then we had uh, the Brazilian footballer, Neymar Jr. His uh, congratulatory wishes for Lewis Hamilton were relayed to him on Hamilton's in-car radio. And uh, then the best of all, so we had the podium turn into a DJ turntable, literally, because the podium just turned in. We saw a DJ playing. <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> it wasn't just any DJ, Kunal. <laughs> yeah, of course. So Kimi Raikkonen was, of course, still sipping on his champagne and he decided to keep shipping or rather sipping on his champagne uh, as the table still turned and Hardwell began to belt out his popular numbers. <laughs> but, but Kunal, what impressed me the most was that Liberty Media got David Coulthard as close as possible to Hamilton, just like fractions after he won his title. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember how Hamilton was still panting and breathing after <laughs> out of his car and like and David... royally Coul ignoring <laughs> the camera and Coulthard. Yeah, and Coulthard was just like trying to stick the mic boom to his nose, literally. <laughs> I'll be honest, I was actually wondering what Liberty Media would do, you know, because the newly crowned world champion wouldn't be on the podium, but... I'm glad that we got to hear from him. Yeah, hats off Liberty Media because during the Bernie Ecclestone era, I don't think Formula 1 would have even cared to show the world champion. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the next step should be crowning of the world champion as a public event. They yes. should totally do that. But we can all watch with Formula 1 and athletics. So we know we had Usain Bolt in America and we had Michael Johnson in Mexico. Two Olympic greats and Bolt was phenomenal, I do admit. Yeah, I mean, in the Olympics or in Formula <laughs> 1. But yeah, maybe this is, uh, this is fantastic integration to get other sports greats onto Formula 1 circuits. And uh, I also read about uh, Formula 1 and Netflix and I think that's an interesting discussion to have. And this basically would mean that apart from Modern Family, I'll have something more to watch on Netflix as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's also so good to see Formula One adapting its marketing and media plans to the new age. The Kunal, I think it's time that we have a Formula One social media world championship. <laughs> because some of the teams are doing some really interesting stuff online. I love it. <laughs> and I think Lewis Hamilton would, would, would win the driver's social media championship. Hands down. Hands down. Like. <laughs> and um, Liberty Media's actions, of course, the ones that we've been applauding on our podcast, are making Bernie Ecclestone uh, feel left out. So he's gone out and made some silly statements. And, of course, he wants to be in the headlines. And uh, he said that in his era, they helped Ferrari win because Ferrari winning a world championship was more beneficial to Formula One than any other team for that matter. He also said that Mercedes have helped Ferrari become competitive in this era of Formula One. Yeah, but Kunal, everyone, everyone disregarded Bernie Ecclestone's comments. The teams, the media, the drivers, the fans, but except for you. <laughs> you just had to go pick it up, didn't you? Yes, I had to pick it up because I always see Formula One as a business. And Bernie Ecclestone ran it like a business rather than a sport. We all know that. So I honestly wouldn't be surprised if there were favors done to please any of the teams, their board members, the investors, or whoever else 
that was important to Formula One and Bernie Ecclestone. And let's face it this way, Ferrari are the team that invoke passion uh, and every other emotion in Formula One and from its fans. And I'm not sure if any other team has even gotten as close as Ferrari have to capture that fan emotion yet. Wow, that was very well put. Yes, you could see my passion oozing out when I talk about Ferrari. But uh, it, of course, seems just before we entered the studio to record this episode, Ferrari have issued a quit threat from Formula One yet again. I think this is probably their 19th quit threat in I don't even know how many years to come. <laughs> uh, the big question is, is this a serious threat uh, that Ferrari has put forward this time because the previous threats have always been misfires. We will talk about this in <laughs> our next week's episode and I will try and see if I can ask Mika Hacken in this question as well. I think the teams are competing secretly amongst themselves, Kunal. You know, a Formula One quit threat world championship <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, Red Bull had that a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so finally, we should talk about Danny Kivat and all those emotions that he's evoked in the paddock after his unceremonial sacking, poor guy. But by the way, we've spoken about how every time Danny Kivat gets demoted, Max Verstappen goes and wins. <laughs> and you know what? It happened again. It's crazy. So Danny Kivat was demoted or dropped from Formula One. And Max Verstappen went and won the Mexican Grand Prix like days after. <laughs> but I'm going to add to that. So Danny Kivat up until now was dropped for a race and Max Verstappen went and won that race. But he's dropped for next season altogether next year. Could so this mean canal. that Max Verstappen would be the next world champion? He's going to win the next season. <laughs> <laughs> but Williams now have a plethora of drivers to choose from. There's Robert Kubica, my favorite. Paul Dresta, I'm not going to comment. Danny Kivat, well, could be a good option. He's young. And even Felipe Massa. And uh, I don't know, although, will it be the Williams management that would make the choice or the Stroll family? Hmm, I have a few thoughts about that. <laughs> I think Danny Kivat could also join Force India as the third driver, you know, with an aim to get a seat in 2019 if Ocon moves away or maybe Perez. Oh, yes, that's exactly what the team did for Nico Hulkenberg. It worked wonders for him. And I remember I was a part of that team then. And uh, hopefully it would do wonders for Danny Kivat as well. And uh, Force India already have a Russian driver called Nikita Mazepin. And uh, they already know how to attract sponsors from Russia. So if they sign up Kivat, we can expect a few Russian sponsors right away. But Kunal, there is no space on their cars. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of Orsinia, congratulations for your fourth place. Uh, the team has more points than Williams, Renault and McLaren combined. If only they actually had those combined budgets as well. Maybe they would have like been challenging for second place or something. <laughs> uh, Ocon and Perez have more points than the fifth place team as well. And, you know, with both drivers now allowed to race each other, I'm really excited to see what happens. And I can't wait to see who finishes ahead. Because at the moment, Ocon is trailing Perez. But not for long, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, how can we not talk about Fernando Alonso, the driver who wants to become the best driver in the world? Because he can't be the best driver in Formula One for now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lando and Nando... Yes, you heard me right. Lando and Nando will race together in the 24 hours of Daytona in January. And that's pretty versatile stuff from Fernando Alonso. And it would be great reference for McLaren because their veteran driver, Fernando Alonso, would be joining their young driver, Norris Lando, in, in this race. So it'll, they'll know how, how well 
the the junior driver shaping up as well yeah kunal it's so interesting that fernando alonso and brandon hartley they belong to a different breed of drivers in this era they're racing everywhere else they can and in formula 1 it's amazing yes in the case of uh, brandon hartley so he's driven formula 1 formula e the le mans lmp1 and the daytona prototype racing cars in the last 6 months and that's a bloody impressive resume I think I'm going to try and get Brendan Hartley on the podcast as well. Maybe we'll have to do a series of podcasts. But while we reach out to Brendan Hartley and while we prepare to meet Mika Hakkinen, uh thank you so much for tuning in guys. We will see you next week because now we're going to rush to brush up some of our finished language skills. Adios. Our biggest storage event just got stronger. The Store More Save More event going on now at the Home Depot. Get exclusive HDX black and yellow tough totes starting at just four ninety eight. They're heavy duty, durable, and come in a range of sizes from seven to seventy gallons. So whether you need to store a little or store a lot, you're going to save loads. Make room for big savings at the Store More Save More event going on now at the Home Depot. How doers get more done? Limited time only. Event and dates vary by store. See store for details.